Sports Central is presented by Miller Lite. We continue on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. In for Greg Matzik. Spring training officially underway. It is going strong, and we're very happy right now to be able to uh, welcome on to the program a uh, Major League Baseball columnist for USA Today, also a, uh, a baseball insider for uh, MLB Network. He's one of the best in the biz. It is uh, Bob Nightingale. Bob, appreciate you taking a few moments. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Hey, uh, before we get into some of the, the more national stuff, I always enjoy uh, talking to guys like you and getting their take on what's going on with the Brewers. Brewers in the middle of a rebuild. They've added a lot of talent to the organization. Do you like the way that David Stearns is going about this rebuild? Yeah, I think it's worked out well. We've got you know, nice reviews for uh, the trades they made. Recovered them nicely after the Luke Roy deal did not go through. You know, obviously, you know, they wish they could have traded Braun. And uh, he saw, you know, the one big trade chip left. So if he has a, you know, a great start and someone has a need, that can still happen. So, you know, that would, that would really kind of accelerate the process if they're able to move him at some point. It seemed like, and maybe you'll disagree with this, and that, that's great if you do, but it, it seemed like Ryan Braun's name was not mentioned at all during the, the winter meetings from everything I read. Is, is, is talk about maybe trading him, is that very cold right now from what you hear? Yeah, it's just teams weren't spending the money. I mean, nobody's really being traded. There's only one $100 million contract out there that was, uh, you know, Edwin Encarnacion. You know, otherwise, uh, it was just a very soft market. So nothing, you know, nothing against Braun. He had a strong season, but just teams weren't willing to pay that kind of money. That soft market results in Chris Carter getting just $3.5 million from the Yankees when, if he would have gone to arbitration, if the Brewers would have offered him somewhere between 8 and $12 million, depending on, on who you're listening to. is Does the arbitration process need to change where you've got the, the National League home run leader getting non-tendered because a team doesn't want to spend that kind of money on him, and then it took so long for him to even get the kind of deal he got? Well, totally, you know, players would better have the arbitration process and free agency. It was such a, uh, a tough market, you know, as Chris found out. And that was the only offer he got, you know, was from the Yankees. He had no other offer out there whatsoever. It's not like he turned something down and blew it. Uh, so just there were a lot of first basemen out there, and a lot of guys slumber to him, and it, it, it hurt him. So I think the arbitration process is fine, and you want to be a part of it because it's a lot more lucrative than, a, uh, than free agency. Free agency just, you know, way too big of a crapshoot. The the biggest arbitration case this year is the one that just happened with uh, the Yankees uh, between them and Adele and Bettinsus, and it got a little ugly. There was there was a two million dollar difference, and that is that's a huge difference. They had to go to arbitration over that kind of number, but now you got a war of words uh, between each side. It, does this thing simmer down at some point, or is this created a rift between him and the organization that might stick around for a bit? I think it simmers down. It might come, you know. It might come back up, you know, he's a free agent, that sort of thing. But I think it certainly simmers down now. Uh, you know, he's a, uh, you know, a real good guy, uh, kind of a role model type guy in the team. So I think it goes away. You know, just a mistake being made was, uh, you know, to kind of talk about that publicly, almost rub their face in what happened. And, and that's what set him off. That was a shame of the whole thing. So maybe it shouldn't have been said publicly, but was Randy Levine correct in what he said about the about the agent and the mistake going to arbitration at that number? Well, I think he was correct on the uh, on that number. It was just it was too high. Uh, you know, even the three million dollars is the most ever given to a first first year setup guy. 
but five million, you kind of pay closers five million. So I, I think on, on that standpoint, you know, he was uh, he was correct. You know, you just didn't have to rub it in their face and say, "Hey, you guys blew this. You guys are being too greedy." It was kind of you know making the agent look bad and almost like telling uh, the town says, "Hey, you hired the wrong guy." Yeah, which is you know just isn't uh, you know ethical. We're being joined right now by Bob Nightingale from USA Today. To me, I, I don't get going to arbitration when you're when there's a separation of you know four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. Obviously, the Yankee situation is very different at two million dollars. But the, more arbitration cases this year than there's been in, in quite some time, and a lot of them were three, four, five hundred thousand dollar differences. Why are teams so willing to go to arbitration seemingly now when when you go into that room and, and you you know risk the possibility of you know really having a, a bad relationship with a player it's kind of a new thing you know tony clark the union chief was talking about this yesterday how a lot of the uh, teams now are taking that stance uh they call it file and trial you know you file for uh you know arbitration we're definitely going to go to trial which kind of force you know tries to force the uh, player's hand and the agent's hand that hey you don't want any part of this so you better negotiate a deal or, or look out so more and more teams are doing it and uh, it's just kind of the new, uh, the new strategy by MLB teams. Matt Weeders is still out there, and he's a name that's been loosely connected to the Brewers. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, you know, he's still out there, and the Brewers still don't have anything proven behind the plate. Where do you think Weeders ends up? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> you know, his uh, his defensive skills scare people. Obviously, the Brewers are rebuilding. You know, you don't take a contract like that. I'm sure, you know, he still want, he wants to get decent money. Uh, you know, the only way it would make sense for the Brewers, if it was a real reasonable contract, obviously you promise them to play every day, and then you move them at the all-star break for prospects. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Jared Weaver is uh, going to the San Diego Padres. It's going to be odd to see him not wearing an Angels uniform. But does he have anything left, do you think? Uh, you know, he has to be in the National League. I still worry about him in the ballpark. The ball flies there. Uh, he cannot pitch the American League anymore. Just doesn't have the velocity or the stuff. You know, good guy. He put you in a kind of a hometown discount to stay in Anaheim, and uh, I'm sure he thought he'd get one more big contract, but just uh, you know, it didn't happen. It just a uh, time has caught up with him. So he might do a team to San Diego. Although you know, the ball flies in San Diego, you know, a lot more than ever did. So yeah, still a little skeptical. But at least the National League gives him a chance. Last question for Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Andrew McCutcheon over the weekend said that you know, it wasn't an ask on him going to right field, and he still views himself as a center fielder. We spent a lot of time talking about you know uh, the the relationships between players and teams. Is the relationship between McCutcheon, the the all time good guy, and the Pirates might that go a little south now? I would think it's got to. I mean, the face organization you signed a dirt cheap contract to begin with, uh, very club friendly, and now they're trying everything to move you. So. He can say what he wants. He's put off the great, you know, brave face and, uh, you know, being a role model, but it's got to be driving him crazy what's going on. And, uh, I'm sure he's not happy about it. I'm sure his closest friends on the team aren't happy about it either. Like if it can happen to him, you know, it can happen to us. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, a different thing. I mean, you take a Ryan Braun of the Brewers and they've always treated him with the, you know, utmost respect, you know, despite everything that happened, you know, and never done anything like that to him as far as forcing something down his throat. 
You can follow uh, Bob Nightingale on Twitter at B Nightingale. Read him in USA Today. Uh, great job, Bob. Uh, great to talk to you. Enjoy uh, the rest of spring training, and hopefully we get you on again in the future. All right, my pleasure. Thank you. There's uh, Bob Nightingale joining us. Uh, one of the best. Absolutely one of the best, and great to be able to get him uh, on the program.